It is a Christmas message. Uh, I'm going to start in Isaiah 9, verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it is at Christmas that we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, who is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is not just a babe in a manger, nor simply a good man, but he is the Son of God and our Savior. I think for people who um, believe that Jesus is merely a good teacher, uh, it is a very beautiful, quaint, nice thing to say, but can only be said by a person who's never heard Jesus' teaching. Um, he was not a beautiful teacher. He was either a raving lunatic or he was the Son of God. And he made uh, significant claims, and then he backed them up by, by rising from the dead, uh, which was witnessed by over 500 people. They were all there who saw Jesus after the death, uh, after his resurrection. And these are people that went on to die for um, that belief. They are not people who were inclined to lie about it. They didn't seek to gain anything apart from uh, martyrdom. So we believe in the resurrection of Jesus and we believe in his claims. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Now, I have preached out of this before. It's an odd verse for a Christmas verse, but it is like, it's my go-to. I think that the entire Christmas story fits into this strange uh, verse in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Uh, so let's jump back in. It starts out and it says that he was rich. Uh, when we think about being wealthy, uh, I don't know about you, but I think about new cameras. Uh, I think about I think about like fancy cars. Uh, I think about big houses and property and money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I know some people who are reasonably wealthy and they can buy just about whatever they want. But there are people who are much wealthier than those people in the world. There are people uh, that when you get onto a plane, I don't know if you've ever flown internationally, there are people who go up the extra set of stairs when you get on the plane into first class. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they're the people you, they are in a different category of wealth to anyone that I kind of personally would hang out with. Um, but yet there are people who own the planes. There are people who charter their own plane and there are people who literally just own their own planes. Uh, I saw an interview with Bill Gates and they said, what's the one thing that you like having money for most? Uh, he says, I like having a private jet. He loves that. He loves not having to stuff around at airports. That's his big thing. See, when you have lots of money, you're in a whole other category. It's not just first class. It's you own the entire plane. Now in this verse, it says that Jesus was, well, it, it's, yeah, Paul's saying Jesus was rich. And he wasn't just you know, have a nice camera rich. He wasn't just sit in first class or even own the jet. He was, I run the universe rich. He was seriously rich. Before he was born, before he was a baby, he existed in heaven and he had total riches and not just riches. He wasn't just wealthy in terms of his, his um, possessions, I guess. He was wealthy in terms of his power. And in terms of his wisdom and his knowledge and his control, he, he had it all. 
The Bible says that the, the radiance of God um, radiates from Jesus. He is the, the radiance of God's glory. That's in Hebrews. It says that he holds all things together. That's how much power this guy had. All of creation held together by him. It says that by him, we were all created in Colossians. Before he was born, he was in heaven as the, you know, in the Trinitarian Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He was for eternity. He was rich. He didn't leave heaven to get rich. He didn't come to a new land to try and become wealthy. He had everything. He wasn't looking for money. All the money in the universe was his for the asking. But when we read 2 Corinthians, it says he was rich. It has it in the past tense there. Because it goes on to say he became poor. What does it mean for Jesus to become poor? Like I think when you have everything and lose it, you have a much greater understanding of how significant that loss is. He left heaven, like literally heaven, for a remote village in a forgotten province to join a despised race to be born of, a, of an obscure teenage peasant girl in a stable, wrapped in rags, placed in a feeding trough instead of a crib. He himself, of his own free will, became poor. That's just something that I can't understand. He voluntarily gave up the riches of heaven to embrace the poverty of life in a poor Middle Eastern family. He was richer than any man had ever been, and he freely gave it up to become utterly poor. And we understand a little bit of what it is to be wealthy, and we understand a little bit of what it is for people to live in poverty. What, what none of us would understand, though, would be to give up our wealth to live in poverty. It's something we'd never do. But in that, that is the heart of the gospel. The richest person in the entire universe of his own free will became poor that we may become rich. Here is the purpose of Christ Christmas. He became poor so that we might become rich. I don't know if you've ever heard the term guilt by association. Happens to my kids all the time. When one of them's crying, they're all guilty. When one of them is screaming at the other one, I assume the other one is guilty. Guilt by association is when you hang out with someone who does something dodgy and everyone assumes that you're dodgy because you're hanging out with them. If you turn that idea around, you end up with the gospel. The idea of grace by association. All of the grace of God is available to me, is given to me, is imparted to me, is imbued within me by virtue of my relationship with Jesus. See, when a child is born, they are born into a family and they inherit the name of that family. And if the family is of royal blood, they don't just inherit a name, they inherit a title. They become a prince or a princess. And if a family has enormous wealth, they, they then become the uh, beneficiaries of that wealth and they ultimately will inherit that wealth. And so it is that when we begin a relationship with Jesus, when we become one with the family of God, we become sons and daughters of God. And as sons and daughters of God, our sins become washed clean. And it is by our association with Jesus that we are given grace, that we are seen as worthy. We, have become, we become rich. 
C.S. Lewis uh, puts it this way. The Son of God became a Son of Man in order that the sons of men might become the sons of God. Shall I read that again? The Son of God became a Son of Man in order that the sons of men might become the sons of God. All of the riches and all of the credibility of his good name become ours. And we don't deserve that. My kids, when they were born into our family, they don't, they don't get born into uh, deserving to be more blessed or more um, cherished than anybody else. When we are born into the family, we get given those gifts of a name and inheritance. It's a Christmas gift. Grace by association is a Christmas gift. Uh, theologians have a fancy word for it. They call it imputation. Um, but I think that during this period of the year, it's easier to say Christmas than imputation. What a wonderful day when somebody else has a birthday and we all get the gifts. We all get the riches. Suddenly, I am a rich man. Let's read that verse from the beginning again. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. So what is it rich people do? What is it they should do? They should give away of their wealth. They give and they give because they have more than enough. They have more than enough. They have plenty, so they share. That is what rich people do. At least they should. That's the model that we're given from God. Amen, yes. So at Christmas, we give gifts. And when we realize that this babe in a manger that this babe in a manger heralded in a new kingdom and heralded in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a new season where we could all be the sons and daughters of God, we must recognize as Christians that we are rich, that we have so much and that the only reasonable thing to do with our wealth then is to share and is to give of that great, of that great riches. But I don't want you to think about this just in a capitalistic or a uh, materialistic way because that wasn't what was going on in this transaction when the Son of God came into the, into the world. It wasn't about riches. So don't just be generous with your money and your time. What we need to do at Christmas is we need to be generous with what we have received from God. They are the greatest riches that we hold. We need to be generous with our kindness and our grace, and our mercy, and our compassion. In order to truly um, express what we have received at Christmas, we must be generous with our forgiveness for those who have trespassed against us. Especially as it's a, often a time of family, and a time of tension, and a time of stress. And especially this year, among all years, we who are rich, who have been forgiven much, much must forgive. We have we have so much mercy given to us that this Christmas we must show mercy. This Christmas we must be good news to people. 
because we have received so greatly of the riches of God's good news, we need to be good news to people. And we need to be thoughtful and we need to be kind to people because we are rich. I just want to finish with a, uh, a short benediction by Dr. Ray Pritchard. And I, I share this benediction every Christmas because I really love it. May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the Magi, and the peace of the Christ child. Go and be rich knowing that Jesus has given you grace. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.